Miguel with uh, the SoCal Watch Reviews podcast. Uh, I got a special guest with me. P. Ross could not make it today, but this guy that I'm about to introduce has been on the podcast numerous times. He's a good friend of mine. And whenever I need help, I just reach out and he's like, tell me, tell me what time and I will, I will definitely be there. So without further ado, Mr. David Schwartz, how are you? Yeah. Hey, what's going on? I, I got to say, man, no offense. I miss those P intros, but this is good. This oh, is good. Man. I'm hoping I'm, you know, I should be at the point. I don't need an introduction, but um, I, yeah, that's clearly not the case. So it's cool for all the new people out there. What's up? My name's Dave. May the Schwartz be with you. I'm here to talk watches, man. What's up? How you been? Hey, I've been busy, man. So <laughs> let, me, let me tell people uh, uh, what's going on. So I'm not even sure this is going to go on YouTube. I got to check the quality. Hopefully it, it, it's good. And the reason I say that is because right before we started recording, my my computer, my personal computer, just just went out. So took it down. That's it. It's it, it man. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's done. It's like you've used me too much. So I'm using my work computer, which I, luckily I had Zoom um, downloaded on because we used it for one of my meetings. And I just logged on to my account, and I'm using my computer camera. I, I don't even have my, my better camera set up. So. <laughs> You it's know, good, man. It'll work. We're going to make it work. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the end goal is uh, we'll make it happen. Yeah. So how you been, man? I, I know you've been busy and haven't seen a lot of videos from you. Yeah. I've been uh, super busy the last few months. Um, I can't say too much. Obviously, you know, but sure. a lot of my, my background behind the scenes people know. But um, yeah, I, I started a new kind of career thing and um, it's been a lot of work, a lot of it's nonstop, but it's cool, man. It's going to help us, uh, help me out. Like I was telling, like my goal is to try and pay off the, our house like ASAP. So that's a good um, goal. Yeah. Buckling down. Um, of course that means that other things kind of have to take a seat in the back yeah. burner, which has been the channel. You know, I still want to put out content. It's just, I've been turning down a lot of collaborations. I've been turning down a lot of uh, projects because I don't want to commit and then have, companies waiting and like being told hey what's up like so i'm kind of just i don't want to put myself or them in that position um so yeah other than that it's been good i just dropped a video not too long ago and that was like slowly filmed over you know long period of time and so yeah that's cool i uh i loved it by the way that, that if you haven't checked it out that tutor video is very well put together and obviously the, the watch is amazing. Like it's, Thanks, it's a watch that you, people don't even know about. So cool. <laughs> yeah, that you can actually still get it. And then people yeah. think it's like only vintage, but not nah. that was, that's what kind of blew my mind too. You know, it's funny because I realized I had spread it out so long and was doing a little bit here and there that I don't even think I gave like the dimensions, like of the, the case, <laughs> the case size or the thickness or like any, I was like, Oh, this is really nice. Check all this beautiful B roll out. Right. And like miss the specs. So, you know what? It's okay. It's like, um, it, it happens. It happens. It's happened to me before. Like I put yeah. the video together. It's already up on YouTube and I'm like, huh, <laughs> Whoops. I forgot oh, I forgot the dimensions of something. Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah, dude. People really so, want to see it. Look, they it can up, find sure. it. Yeah. It's online. It's there you online. go. That's it. <laughs> so man. I, I see kind of what's on your wrist. I know what's on your wrist, but when, when you let everybody. <laughs> very Okay. So very fitting for this episode. I feel like what we're going to discuss. Oh, yeah. So yes. It's my 50 Fathoms. Um, I have this on my Artem strap. I, I pretty much put the, as I mentioned in that other video, I just put my um, nice. my 
uh, blanc pond strap and clasps and stuff just in the box with papers. I feel like if I ever sell it, I'll just throw those with it, you know, and I'll yeah. put all the wear and tear damage and everything on this strap, which it's been holding up great, man. Well, so, I mean, yes. That's a, that, honestly, that's a huge compliment to Artem. If you're willing to put the OEM one away because this one's just as good, it's not like you're compromising and saying, well, I'm going to, I'm going to downgrade. You know what I mean? So Yeah, exactly. And what about you? What you got on the wrist for so us? So I'm rocking the J and G exciting to watch. Okay. Yep. Um, I want to give these guys a shot. I don't know if you guys can see it, but if not, it's, it's okay. a little dark. So anyway, yeah, that's right cool. on, man. I'll, I'll drop a video on this. So the exciting to man that's a black dial right black dial yeah with like yeah black dial so let me kind of quickly tell you what's going on with this watch number one you can't get it it's it's pretty much all allocated right it was sub 300 dollars. you get a it's smaller than 40 millimeters it's all stainless steel Mm -hmm. this bracelet was engineered by james it's not off the shelf it's okay. uh, engineered almost like an AP bracelet. Uh, he wanted articulating links all individually kind of placed. Really nice uh, mill clasp with right a double point thing right here, the little buttons on the side. It does have the company logo on the clasp. 120 click rotating bezel that's made out of steel, very similar to like my SPD 143. Mm-hmm. Very positive uh, ratcheting and, and clickiness. Miyota 9000 series on it. Great case uh, dimensions on this uh, or, or lugs on, on the case. Less sub uh, 40 millimeters, I believe. Sapphire crystal, Dude. AR, screw down crown, 200 meter water resistance. I mean, that's uh, incredible value, lugs. man. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I'm glad that uh, a lot of micro brands are, are getting off of the NH35 and moving yeah, towards yeah. some of the, the higher beat stuff. Uh, really good to see, man. And, and I, I know some people are like, oh, I don't like Miyota. The rotors, noise is loud, blah, blah, blah. Like, to me, like, dude, that sweep, though, that that 28,000 yeah. vibrations, like, really does, you notice it more once you've had, like, a ton of 21.6, mm-hmm. you know, beats per hour. Like, you you definitely appreciate the smoothness of the higher beats. So. Right. Well, well, the this is us watch snobbing out, right? No, no, no. Well, and, and the crazy thing is I've had Miyotas where you could hear the rotor and feel the rotor, but I don't know if it's due to the case construction that you, I can't even, I can't hear anything with this. One. That's good, man. Yeah. Perfect. And the sweep. I think it's, and I think it's more common on the lower end Miotas too. Like, I think it's on the cheaper, 8, like, yeah. Got it. Cool. Well, let me, before we get into the topic, I want to do a few shout outs. And uh, uh, so this watch company or watch roll company, uh, her Cali, not sure if you guys could see it, but they sent in this this roll. And what's so cool about this is for 99 bucks, they're going to be selling on, on Amazon. Nice. You get a watch roll that has three slots, right, for three watches. And you could open them up, right? They have the little uh, deploy the buttons, things, the little buttons. And the okay. pillows are actually articulating or whatever. I don't know what you could call them, but they're basically foldable they have like a little ridges in the back so it right. can accommodate a lot of different um watches whether your wrist size is big or small so that's kind of cool it's something different that i don't see a lot of watch roll companies doing uh another cool thing about this um, watch roll it is a piano leather on the outside so that's it, it, it it's 
pretty good quality stuff for 99 bucks and they're donating a portion of the money to feed 10 children i'm not really sure what um organization they're they're going through but i did speak to the owner and that's what he told me so pretty well constructed that's cool. 99 nice. bucks. her cali uh her like just her like a girl her and then cali c-a-l-l E-Y, her Kelly, all one word. Go check them out on Instagram. They're going to start selling soon on Amazon. Uh, pretty decent quality. I don't know if you can see it there. Pretty decent mm-hmm. quality for the price. <laughs> I, see uh, I really like the Safiano leathers. Pretty cool. And also, yeah. I have a watch that's coming in for review. I'm waiting for a different one. They were supposed to send me two, a white dial and a yellow dial. They just sent me the white dial because they made a mistake. <laughs> so Uh-oh. they're sending the yellow dial uh this week and the name of this company is walden and that's w-a-l-d-a-n walden international since 1979 so i think this guy just kind of followed the legacy of his his family member i don't know if it was his dad or his granddad i'll do a little more research but if you go to their website it's waldenwatches.com or go to their instagram you'll check them out they they do have an american americorps movement so it is okay. quartz, but it's an american quartz movement stainless steel case sapphire crystal super slim like nine millimeters something like that uh 20 millimeter lug width really nice strap uh dials pretty nice i'll, I'll take some pictures and video and i'll put it up but um yeah man th- this thing uh it's really nice almost very when i saw it i thought of nomos i was like so simplistic yet mm-hmm. applied indices really nice uh, it has loom on it too i'm pretty surprised but yeah that dial is actually really nice and these costs up 300 it looks like a textured so dial huh it is it is a textured dial so i'll, I'll send yeah. you the instagram thing so you can check them out actually really nice cool man like all right I was, right on i was pretty impressed so shout out to them so let's get into the topic let's do it further ado. your boy miguel put out a video uh featuring my tutor gmt the pepsi and I titled the video, Why I Sold My Tutor, GMT. Got a, plenty of views. You know, it's, it's doing pretty well. A lot of people, you know, have their opinion. In. Yeah. You know, I did the right thing. I did the wrong thing, whatever. So he, I'll let the cat out of the bag a little bit. So when I put out that video, I had a deal going with my dealer, the guy that I actually bought the watch from, pre-owned. Uh, I made a deal with them for the tutor i mean the grand seiko uh the elegance and the reference number is the sbgm 221 it's like an ivory dial and it's a gmt uh with the automatic uh, automatic movement i'm not sure if it's a high beat but it, it had an automatic movement the caliber 9s86 and um anyway so let this be a lesson to a lot of people uh 36 000 vibration so that is a high beat high beat um, let this be a lesson to everybody. I was so excited for that GMT. My boy, Brandon Menancio actually owns one and he swears by it, right? His wife gave it to him. He loves it. He's had it in the collection. So the deal was I was going to give my tutor GMT and a little bit of money on the side on top of that and get this watch brand new. It was a hell of a deal. And it still is, right? Uh, the guy's like, I'm going to source it for you. It's going to take maybe, I don't know, three weeks, four weeks. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I'm not, I'm I'm in no rush, right? right. Uh, in the meantime, I had never seen this watch in the metal. So I told my wife, I'm like, let me look around, see if anybody has it. So I could just go check it out. So sure enough, found a place, called it. Oh, yeah, we have it. Yeah, we sell it. Okay, can I go in? Can I check it out? Yeah, yeah, sure. Come in. 
So I go and immediately, I, and I saw it just sitting there, you know, <laughs> a nice display or whatever. Immediately when I saw it, the dial was more yellow than it looks like in videos or in pictures, right? And I was like, oh no, that looks very vintage to me. It's a beautiful watch because obviously I got a chance yeah. to interact with it, put it on my wrist, take pictures and videos. Beautiful watch. But the dial is too yellow. I'm like, that looks very vintage. I don't know if it just doesn't speak to me. Right. And I saw some Nomos and I saw some other things. And I saw another Grand Seiko that was very similar to like the Birch. I don't know the reference number, but oh my God. After seeing that, even my wife was like, you should get that one instead. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like $3,000 more. I don't, I don't have that kind of money. She's like, oh wow. Yeah. That's a lot of money. So I felt bad. Call my the the Belmont watches, by the way, it's who I'm talking about. Um, great. If you, if you're looking for a watch, he's a, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. And, uh, he he always takes care of me and I, i'm like man this guy's gonna be so upset with me his name is adam by the way so adam from belmont watches i'm like he's gonna be so upset with me so uh, i canceled the order he's like oh man all right well let me see if i could uh you know cancel it whatever but long story short he was able to just make it right he's like hey yeah that's uh, that's fine i mean there's no money exchange there was no contracts made but i felt bad because i felt like i sure. was going back and forth all right so then Miguel being so indecisive, um, I started looking around. I got, I got the itch for Grand Seiko now, right? So started looking around. I'm like, okay, well, what's what's another watch that speaks to me? And it was the Springs collection, the one for the U.S. And it was uh, oh, the Seasons collection. Seasons, yeah. it's the Spring edition that that our boy Omar from Timeless Sneakers and Watches owns. It's kind of this pink dial. But when you see it in the metal, it's not pink. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. It's not. Pink. It's almost like an iridescent, like between it's, silver and pink. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I got, I got it's really nice, like a little bit, but not really. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this watch. Beautiful watch. Yeah. But, but. How much more? As opposed to paying 550 bucks more to get a Grand Seiko. Now I had to put out like almost $2,800 on top of my tutor. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of a stretch because I don't have that kind of money. I'm going to have to, uh, well, the way I work my watches or whatever. So all my watch purchases come basically from any any work that I do with my photography, videography, or selling watches that I own because I don't keep my personal finances involved in this hobby just because it just it's not the way it works. So sure. I was going to have to borrow money from myself, if you will, uh, but but. And, and it was fine. You know, I, I talked to my wife, everything was kosher, whatever they say. And, and I was going to make it happen. But, and then I felt bad. I call Adam. I'm like, this is a watch for me. This is a watch for me. Let's make it happen. He's like, okay, cool. Give me a few days. I'll get you an ETA. We'll make it happen. You know, this is how much you have to pay and all that. All right, cool. Within those few days, which was only like three days that, that, uh, that I, that I called them back, I started reflecting and I was like, man, that is a lot of money. I'm not, I'm not a rich man. Obviously, this hobby is very expensive. I started out thinking that a Seiko SKX 007 at $195 brand new because I got a discount was a lot of money. I thought that was a lot of money. <laughs> hey, yeah, dude. Bucks. It is a lot of money. Let's just keep it. Let's just be clear. Because considering you can buy a watch at Walmart for 20 bucks, yeah. it's a lot of money. It, and, and it's weird how we how we talk about these things like this watch on my wrist or this other watch I just talked about sub three hundred dollars it's a bargain it is a bargain it it's is a lot of money it's a it lot is. of money man <laughs> so long story short 
I was doing some this wrestling. guy. Yep. And I felt guilty. I was like, there, there's just no way I can allocate that much money towards a one watch, especially that Grand Seiko. Like, I'm like, it's nice. It's beautiful. But there was something about it. And I couldn't figure out what it was. I was like, there's something about it that just, if, if it was a Rolex Mariner for that much, I, I wouldn't, I've, I would have done it. I would have just, you know, but I haven't because it's like $10,000 for Rolex Mariner. That's way above my budget. But, you know, I could, I could, this watch was, but he was going to get it brand new for me for sub $7,000, which again, it's a ton mm-hmm. of money, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I figured out what it was, why I probably didn't go for it. And it's because it was titanium. And here's the thing with titanium. And it's really interesting. I've been wearing my, my uh, wedding ring is tungsten. Tungsten right. is very similar to titanium in the sense that it has this like dark hue to it. And it, it's just not nice and shiny, like stainless steel. And I'm you could so say you could say it's dull. It looks it's dull. dull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even though it had the Saratsu polishing, um, Omar does own another Grand Seiko in his collection. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know the reference number, but it's the one that looks like an Explorer. It's a GNT and it's quartz. And I could tell you, I held both watches, and that 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 quartz one, oh my god, beautiful! This is like shiny. It looks super yeah. bright, but the other one just looks dull. And I'm like. Mm-hmm. The dial is what's selling me on the spring collection or on the season sure. collection of that spring. But everything else is, it was so understated. And I thought I liked it, but I was like, this is going to be the most expensive watch in my collection. And it's, I, I don't Lackluster. know. Lackluster. Lackluster, bro. I, I think that's the... It's beautiful, but I'm like, I'm not going to spend all my money all and sell my tutor for that. Am I wrong? And then it furthermore, to take it a step further, I was like, dang, am I really going to spend all that money on one watch? Like, this is a, a different level for me. This is a very uncomfortable level for me because the most expensive yeah. watch for me right now is that Tudor. And I paid less than, or less than, I'll be honest, I paid, I paid less than 3500 bucks for it. Mm-hmm. Great know? deal. And, and to me, that's still a lot of money. Sure. So to go from 3500 to almost 7,000. It's a huge jump. It's a huge jump. So that's where I'm at. It's like, I wanted to discuss with, with you and, and, and cause you have that 50 fathoms and that thing is expensive. I wanted to discuss like, how did you do it? How, how did you manage yeah. to just spend all that money on one watch? So I, I see where you're coming from 110%, bro. Um, the good thing is you got the buyer's remorse before you actually bought it. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing, right? Cause the Grand Seiko, I've seen them in person too. The Zeratsu polish, like phenomenal. Um, yeah. however, I think it needs to be like, in my opinion, a piece that you love totally, completely yeah, like, and the fact that you saw the first one, Oh, it's too yellow. Like this isn't for me. And then with the spring, uh, it's it's that titanium that just doesn't do it for me because you've seen the steel like polish and it's right, right amazing right um so i think that it was a good thing that you at least got to experience them in the metal and this is why it's so important and i'll even make the argument with homages because for me like i think what does it in for a lot of people on the 50 fathoms is the size but i got the reef tiger got to experience that on the wrist, loved it, loved the way it wore, loved the way it looked, everything, right? And it's not even a, a one-to-one, we'll say. 
but it like uh, it gave me that confirmation okay i can do this like when the time comes i'm ready i'll make it happen so finding obviously buying one new for me it's my grail piece but there's still a chance i may want to or need to sell it at some point down the road and if i buy it brand new i get the experience i get the you know all the to say it's mine one owner type of thing right but i take a huge hit if i decide to sell later so i wasn't willing to do that so i ended up getting pre-owned and i was just keeping an eye out i was just constantly looking I had the money. I was like, I got the approval from the wife, of course, just wife. to make sure like, hey, <laughs> I'm taking this, like, like, this is it. And of course it doesn't mean I'm done. It just means like, I've reached like my goal as far as getting my grail piece. Um, and I'll make the argument that your grail piece is expensive, right? 10 grand, maybe yeah. if you wanted a new version, what's a sub gray market 14. Oh yeah. Somewhere on there. Okay. No way. So let's just say like between nine and 15,000 is what you would need to get your grail piece. That's only a couple grand more than the Seiko you're talking about, which was what? Seven. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. 7,500 maybe like, so, you know, you're a couple thousand away, which is a lot of money. But when you look at the time frame of, okay, how long did it take you to sell those watches, do some work, save some money and get the tutor? maybe like a year, year and a half of actually like working towards it, would you say? Um, when I, and I'll be honest, when I set my mind to that tutor, I had so many pieces in my collection that I just did not wear that, uh, that and the fact that I did some photography work within maybe, I want to say month and a half, two months, I already had the money, which was crazy. I was like, how the heck did that- I come up with 3,500 bucks? And that, let that be another lesson for people listening. You Look at your watch box all the money that you spend on $500 watches $300 watches all that stuff adds up super yep. quick and that's and, and believe me I got some other stuff that I want to get rid of too but now it's getting harder because I, I'm, I'm winding down to like more of the core collection and some of the pieces I don't wear they're sentimental to me they have sentimental yeah. value you know and it's it's hard I'm not going to get rid of those pieces I don't wear them but I can't get rid of them you know So where I was going with that, and that's that definitely confirms like the point I'm trying to make is that you can get the money, you can save up, you can make it happen, right? Once you set your mind to it, you can do it because you because you don't you don't make those impulsive purchases that keep you from hitting your goal. That's the key. If you what's that old saying? It's like if you uh, shoot at a target and never aim, like you miss every time or something like that, right? So just the fact of having that goal is putting you on the right track. Now. Me personally, I know you gravitate towards dive watches, oh yeah, and so or sports mo- sports models, and I think that that's the problem also in the Grand Seiko. It's very dressy. It's not like they're strap monsters with nice, luxurious leather straps, but it's not like you're going to throw a silicone strap and go take it swimming. It's just not going to look right, you know. In my opinion, at least, I'm sure you can do it. I'm sure people have done it, but in my opinion, it's not. It doesn't check that box for you. And I know that the sub would, and I'd even make the argument, I think that if you purchase the sub, the model you want or the reference you want, like you probably wouldn't wear any of your other divers or <laughs> any of your other sports models, right? Pretty good that idea. would open up the, it would open up the window to sell those pieces and get a Nomos or a Grand Seiko, something dressy. 
but because I I've experienced that with this watch, it's like my diver and I won't wear any other, like I won't reach for something else. Yeah. If I want to wear a dive watch, this is the one that's getting all that wrist time. So. No, you're, I think you have a point, man. I, I, I think, uh, I mean, you have several points there. Dive watches is kind of like my sweet spot. I, I found I, I know that about myself. It's not the chronographs. Yeah. It's not the dressy watches. It's dive watches. Why? Yeah. I don't know. Well, actually, I do know because growing up, I used to see that sub and think that whole Cyclops thing was crazy. I didn't even know what it was. But just the way that it looked on people's wrists, it looked so cool. And subconsciously, all these years, I didn't even know I was into dive watches. But then I got into watches and I just wanted to experience everything, right? So I started buying dress watches and chronographs and this and that and digital watches. And everything has its place in my collection, but I'm a dive watch guy. Like I, yeah. There's just no denying it. I mean, I, I'll put a dive watch on a leather. I don't care. Yep, same here. Oh, whatever. <laughs> so less. I was telling my wife yesterday, we went to a party and she actually wanted to wear a watch, which I was surprised, but I'm like, all right. And she really likes this Namokimot uh, watch. Oh, yeah. Got. It's like an homage to the 62 MAS and homage to the um, to my SPP 143, but it, it is on the larger side. It's a few millimeters bigger, but it is really pretty, right? It's like blue and everything. And uh, she wore it. She's like, oh, yeah, this thing is too big. So I'm like, oh, you want to try on what this thing is trying to emulate it's like okay so she got the Seiko. she's like oh yeah this does wear a little smaller a little nicer and i put it on this very really nice vario blue strap it's like this mm. really cool blue color and i was like you know most people would say that what you're doing is is wrong she's like what what am i doing i'm like you put leather on a diver she's like what <laughs> what, what do you yeah. what do you mean i'm like oh because you know the water and she's like oh i'm like yeah no, even though you're not going diving, diving right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I never understood the argument. Now, if I saw someone wearing a dive watch on leather in the pool or at the beach, yeah. I'd be like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. That's just, you're right. Right. Yeah. But right. I mean, it just watches don't make sense in general. It's like, why are you even wearing a watch? It's just a fashion statement. Why? Are you, it, and, and that's another thing that's just kind of going through my head. And I know it sounds weird coming from me, right? That I've been doing this whole watch thing for a while, but sometimes I just, I don't understand why we spend so much money on something that's not even a tool. Like I don't tell time on my watches. Like half of the time, my watches are probably not even set to the right time. The date is incorrect. <laughs> no way, really? No. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, if Dang. I'm gonna wear the watch for the day, I do take the time to set it. Okay. Like right now, I threw on the Excitement. Okay. It says that it's uh, 3 p.m. and it's yeah. not. It's 9 a.m. So you need a watch winder. That's what you need. One of these right here, bro. That holds oh, no. 12. They're, all the time is right on all of them. There you go. That's, that's <laughs> another argument, right? The, the watch wonder yeah. is, is it good? Is it bad? In my opinion, I think whatever. I've yet to have any issues. I'll just say that. So, yeah. And the cool thing is, like you said, you pick it up and it's, it's, it's right on time. But um, yeah, going back to your point, I think um, it is a lot of money. And I, I think my hesitation wasn't maybe spending all that money on one watch it was spending all that money on a watch that I had just recently fell in love with or kind of yeah. discovered. I think it's different when you've been lusting after it could be an object, not even an watch It's something for so long. You could justify spending that much, but yep. when it's something that you just kind of discovered, not that I just discovered Grand Seiko, but I never really looked at those pieces as pieces I would add to my collection. It was just kind of like, I, I may have the money for that. Should mm -hmm. I 
buy it? And the answer was no. And yeah. I, I, it was hard. It was a hard decision to make because everything was in motion with Adam. I had the money. And it was just like, what am I doing? Yeah. And, and you know, I like you said, I, I made the decision before buying the watch, not to buy the watch. It would have sucked big time to say, I bought the watch. It's not for me. And now if I want to return it or sell it, I'm going to lose a few hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's seeing that's my thinking is always like I'm willing to compromise on brand new or paying retail. If I know I can get the piece at a really good deal pre-owned now, granted I won't buy one that's like falling apart or completely obliterated and trashed out. Yeah. You, yeah. You could buy a Rolex sub from the nineties or eighties and it's like seven grand, but it's like going to be scratched to shit. No original bracelet, no box or paper. Like it would be like, a very poor example just to get it. And I, me personally, like I wouldn't do that. Um, And that's fine. If other people do, like they just want that item. They don't care what condition it's in. That's their, everyone has their, their own uh, decision to make. But I think that because what my experience with this one was after I got it. Yeah. I'm still looking at other pieces. I'm still like, I like that watch. I want to get one of those one day, but it's not in the same desire as, everything else I had bought up to that. So the Maurice Lacroix, the Tudor Black Bay, which is, was a little different, the Black Bay 41, even the other Tudor Prince Day Date. Um, it's just like they scratched an itch, but it wasn't until I got this one that I've really been like, ah, okay, like I can sit back and like, I'm good. I know what I want to buy next. And like, I've been saving up for uh, an Omega Speedy, but I've been like spending my money on other stuff. Like I got into gold, like I'm really digging <laughs> two tone and gold. So I bought like gold jewelry. I'm saving up for a Cartier love ring so I can match my wife's like, so there's like other things I want to get now, not just whereas before it was like all my extra cash, all my watches, what's the newest thing. Oh, that came out. Let me get one. Oh, that that's new. Like, let me, let me snag that or sell stuff. Like, so and I think that's what you would experience with the sub. Would it be fair to say that that once you reach that goal of getting your grail, you pretty much pump the brakes on everything and then just you're so in love and, and so in awe that you actually got the whatever it is that you just don't want anything else? Is, is that? I think it's different for different people. For me, it was this. It was more of not so much that because I know what I want my collection to be like long term. So, for example, like I want to get the Blanc Pond. Uh, grand dot grand date however you say it um aqualung in red gold rose gold and like it looks so good it's like 20 grand i guess or you know 25k but like that's the piece that i'm like okay i want to work towards that but so far down the road i don't need it now i'm okay if it takes me five years ten years that's cool i really my ultra grail is of uh, Zeitwerk, right? Alanga Zeitwerk. And that's like yeah. 70, 80 K. But once I ha- don't have debt and I've built up retire, like once I like reach those financial goals, like, dude, I could, I could see myself actually buying that watch down the road. Um, but I'm not so like obsessed with like, I'm not willing to go into debt for it. I'm not willing to like do, you know, it's just more of like, it's in the back of my mind but I'm content with what I have in my collection. And so now instead of buying a bunch of cheap watches or less expensive, yeah. I should say, 
um, my thinking has changed to more of like, okay, what's the one piece I could obtain in the next one to two years, right? And it's going to cost thousands of dollars, but it's also going to get rid of all my other chronographs. And I'm going to replace it with the one Speedmaster or whatever it is, uh, Bell and Ross. Like it's going to replace a core part of my collection of five or six pieces into just one. That's, to be honest with you, that's my fear. My fear, and I'll just be transparent with everybody. My fear is having this grill, in this case, this, this Mariner or whatever, um, and getting to that place where I'm like, all right, I could buy one, right? And I get it, and it's everything and more that I imagine and envision because I've tried it on the wrist, and I played with it, and I, I know I do like that watch. Like, it's not just this fantasy. My fear is that because watch collecting is an addiction right let's call it what it is it gets to a point where that honeymoon may wear off a little bit and that's my fear because it's like dang if i spend that much money and i'm still gonna want more and more and more it won't wear off i promise you it won't wear oh i can't promise you but i would put my last vegas dollar (laughs) on a bet that you wouldn't not to say the honeymoon phase wouldn't end, but like it would never be a long-term like gap. In other words, if it kind of lost its newness, yeah, you may not be, you may not feel that same excitement of getting it right. That's not going to last forever. But when you pick it up after maybe, you know, you're tired of wearing it, you let it sit there for a week or two, you come back to it. I guarantee you, like you're going to look and be like, damn, because with this watch, I mean, like, I'll just be sitting there and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's nice, <laughs> right? The, the loom, like coming in from outside, I'm just going to walk to the bathroom. It's not even dark in my house. It's just kind of like a shaded hallway or whatever. And it's just like, boom. And I'm like, oh, damn. All right. Like, there's these little reminders. I see the finishing. If I do have to wind it or set the time, I get that like super buttery, smooth winding. There's just certain things and, and with the sub, right? Like it would be the tool aesthetic of it for you yeah. that obviously yeah. how well the, the bezel is going to function and the clarity of everything with the finishing, like it's going to get recognition from people, which I know is something that, you know, Rolex gets, you don't get that with a lot of other brands, even the Grand Seiko, someone might compliment the watch, but what are the chances they're going to know? Hey, that's the spring seasons collection reference. SVG, blah, 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 right? Probably not. Yeah. Well, to, to your point, and, and I want to make this very clear, and I've spoken to a few people, I hate the fact that my grail is a Rolex. I absolutely <laughs> hate it. I, I, really? I promise you. I promise yeah. you. I, I hate it because even thinking that I'm going to go to family parties or gatherings or with my family, and if they see that I'm wearing a Rolex, it's, it makes me feel weird. Just because when people are not into watch collecting and they see somebody wearing a Rolex, they see him as show-offy. They see him as like, oh, that person thinks he's all that. That person thinks he has a lot of money. And and I know this for a fact because when I told my wife when I first got into collecting that I wanted a Rolex Mariner, she's like, a Rolex? We're not rich. Why why are you trying to be somebody that you're not? And I was like, no, you don't understand. She's like, no, I do understand you want to be flashy and you want to show off that you have all this money when you don't. And I was like, all right, that's <laughs> why I want it. But yeah. through the years, 
she saw how much into watch collecting I am. And, and, and she knows. She knows it's not. I don't care about Rolex on the dial. I don't care about stupid crowns. Mm-hmm. It's about the aesthetic. And I, I've tried to get that aesthetic, right? I've tried homage watches and just nothing, nothing scratches that itch. It just that specific model is what I want. Yeah. I don't care yeah. about a Daytona. I don't care about a day date and day just and all that. They're cool watches. They're just not for me. And I absolutely hate that my grill is a Rolex. I wish it was a Breitling. I wish it was a Grand Seiko, but I can't control what I want or what I'd like, you know? Yeah. So and nothing's going to substitute in that spot, to be honest. Yeah, like you can get close, but yeah. no. And, and that's the thing. I mean, I, I own the Tudor Black Bay 58 and it just doesn't, I don't feel like I'm wearing a Rolex. It feels like its own thing. Mm-hmm. I have the SPB one for three, which would one would say it would be kind of in a little bit, a little bit of a of an homage to to Rolex, a Mariner, right? Because of the specs, but I don't feel like I'm wearing it's just its own thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but also an, another negative point about owning a Rolex, and I live in California. I don't know if anybody's seen the news or heard, but it's yeah, man, scary. you can't go Tart. out there wearing a Rolex. People are getting robbed. Yep. So to think that I'm going to spend all that money, save up, sell a bunch of watches for something that I can't even wear outside the house because I'm going to be scared. <laughs> it just, yeah, it it just doesn't make sense. Like why I like that watch so much. I wish I didn't, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one, man. And I, um, I would feel the same, maybe less, uh, but I, I would understand more. I wouldn't travel to certain places with some of my watches. Um, and if I had a Rolex, I definitely wouldn't wear it in a lot of yeah. a lot of uh, situations. But even though they're insured, right? Like I have the peace of mind. Like I wore this to a dive bar, you know. Like, and nobody knows, nobody cares. Now, if I had a sub or a, yeah, Daytona or something that yeah. stood out, a solid gold president, you know, day date or whatever, like that's going to draw way more attention. Um, yeah, for sure. So I personally like the more subtle things um other brands i do want to get the rolex i forget the reference eleven six four hundred maybe um it's the white dial they only made for like 2018 2019 it's a short reference op i think it's a Mm. 39 mil that thing just looks to me like white dial i'm like damn that looks good so i might pick one up down the road but um dude i don't know man it's just I like going off the beaten path and you've seen this with my collection too. Yep. Like, like I want the Omega Speedmaster, but the racing, it's just a little different. Like it's different, right? It's, it's like, yeah, it's a speedy, but not really. And I want the blue dial. I don't want the black, but, you know, everyone goes for the professional moon watch and it's, I get it. I just, I feel like I want something just a little, yeah. little different. Well, and, and that's a cool thing about watch collecting uh, that you there's so many options out there that you basically create your own path, you know, and, and I'm guilty of doing what I'm about to tell you not to do is following trends, going on Instagram, going on YouTube, yeah. and you know, everybody recommending the same watch and everybody going out there and buying the same watch. And I'm guilty of it. I mean, my Hamilton khaki field, I still own it. And in fact, my my latest video where I compared it to the Formix field is getting a bunch of mixed emotions from everybody yeah some people kind of agree with me that it's a boring watch some people went off on me and said that i'm an idiot and they dumped <laughs> down and they almost unsubscribe because i called it boring it's like okay well it's my preference like i could call it whatever i want because i'm not bashing it i'm not saying it's a bad watch yeah 
I'm just saying it's boring. Like it just, but it, it, it but it's intended to be boring because it's a yes. military watch. It's not yes. supposed to be flashy. It's supposed to fly under the radar. I get You're it. never going to please everyone. And that's so funny because <laughs> it's like with aviators too, you know, like they're, they're very basic in yeah. their design. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can spend a hundred dollars <laughs> or you can get a big pilot from IWC and spend thousands. Right. Like, and, and right. overall the design, the aesthetic is essentially crap. the same. And so I, and I think that's part of the, it's like, even with the homages, because what I like about homage watches is you can get the feel, the look, the aesthetic, and you can spend a little bit of money couple hundred bucks and you have a great working watch but when you work towards the goal and you put that sacrifice into it it wears differently like it is completely different i reach i look at my collection on the majority of these sitting here stay sitting there because my core pieces unironically is all of my more expensive luxury pieces because Mm -hmm. i knew what it took to get them all I had to do was go on Amazon or eBay and like buy this. And it, uh, there was no feeling of the hunt when I was buying this one, m- my heart was racing. I was like, oh my God, like, all right, I transferred the money. I called my bank to approve it. Like in the account, Hey, I'm going to yeah, do this big purchase. It it's me. Scary. Like it was this whole ordeal that was completely different than just clicking buy. Like, so yeah. Yeah, I, I think, uh, and I, I could speak to that because I remember when, you know, I, the first time I got that feeling, that was early on into collecting, it was my Speedmaster, the the mm-hmm. automatic. And it was like 1350 That's a lot, a ton of money. Again, I went Dude. from buying the, the Seiko SKX. It took less than a year when I picked that up. So that's how fast I kind of became kind of immune. Almost 10 times the, the cost, right? Yeah, desensitized to the price. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt it again. I remember when I bought the uh, the Tudor because I bought that one brand new, the the Black Bay Fifty Eight. And, and when I saw the the, the price after tax, I was like, <laughs> to my wife, and I'm like, Are you sure, it's like, happening. Go for it. I was like, All right, here's my credit card, and it just <laughs> yeah, man. But the craziest thing is when I bought the Tudor GMT, which came right after the Black Bay Fifty Eight, it was more money. And guess what? I didn't feel anything. I was just like, whatever. It, 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 but now I went into the different phase. The next just, year. Do we just next year? And I, I'm, I'm like kind of freaking out. I'm like, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. And I it's going to keep that. happening. It's going to keep happening as you, as you hit those higher, like yeah. once you get into five figures and then now, okay, imagine? 20 grand, okay, 30 grand. But, and the thing is, is like at the end of the day, and I just got to be clear about this, like it's just stuff. And yeah. I think that what I like about, the core pieces that I've invested in are, I wouldn't even say an investment, but that I've put money into, like I can hand those down to my family members sure. and they'll actually last and have, you know, they'll, as long as they take care of them, probably last, you know, longer than they will. Um, yeah, man. Well, speaking so there's of something that, to be said about that. I'll, I'll make a whole episode of this, but just, uh, I'll just talk a little bit about it. So I met with my dad. I think you guys know about it. You haven't even seen the watch. Cause I want to make sure I clean it up, take some pictures to show it to the, to the team and to everybody else. But I recently, recently met with my dad and, uh, a few months ago, he told me, and I didn't know about this, that my great granddad, um, had a watch 
a pocket watch. I didn't know he didn't know what brand. He just knew it was gold. Hmm. So his his uh, my great granddad had it, and then he passed it down to my grandpa. And my grandpa passed away, and an aunt, his sister, took it over. My dad didn't even know about the existence of this watch until early 2000s. So my dad was already what, like in his 50s or something like okay. that. Okay. And uh, then he kept it in his in his possession for a little over 20 years. And now that I'm this watch obsessed guy, he knows about it. He's been giving me slowly giving me his watches every time I meet him. I don't know why, but he's slowly giving me his below cool. his yeah. Alsta and all these things. So we met this week a few days ago. And he's like, hey, I you know want to meet with you to see you and see you know my grandson and you know my grand my uh my daughter in law and go out for dinner or whatever. And he handed me this watch, and it was a cool feeling because I was like, dang, I can't believe that this watch I'm holding in my hand right now. <laughs> I'm the fourth generation holding this. Like this, yeah. is, this goes back to. I mean, I haven't done my research again, but. I mean, I'm I'm thinking my my great granddad owned this in the early 1900s, maybe late 1800s, and this is back in Mexico, and, and things mm-hmm. were going on with with different things, and and it's just it blows my mind. It blows my yeah, mind. Dude. And I will say this: I found out what brand it is, and it's an Elgin. So Elgin, pretty yeah. cool. It's an Elgin pocket watch, really nice. It is real gold, and um, right on. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. And and that's I I feel like jewelry watches and jewelry are like one of the few things that can withstand the test of time like you can't hand i'd love to give my car to like my nephew someday (laughs) look at that it's just never gonna last like multiple generations a lot of stuff yeah Um, yeah. so that's what's kind of cool about it too i think um i've like yeah and the and part of the reason that i've been gravitating i think towards gold is just because it's like okay it's a precious metal i know that you're not going to get the full value you're not going to buy a piece of jewelry and be like this is worth the same amount in gold not going to happen <laughs> and, and i think that's maybe like not a misconception but i think it's easy for people to see the price of something and assume that it has that value in of metal and obviously it doesn't um but it's like i've gone from wanting like the gold plated stuff like i'm like no i know that the plating is done really well and it will last a long time. But I see that if I'm going to hand this down, like I'm going to just go all, all the way, just get the solid gold piece and, you know, um, no, have I, those as like long-term pieces. Yeah, no, that's cool. And and one thing uh, for anybody watching and listening, I'm, I'm sure you're like deep into collecting, right? Because I mean, if you're listening to a watch podcast, you, you must be deep into collecting. So the cool thing is that, if you're a content creator of any sort, whether you have Instagram, YouTube, or whatever, it's cool that you're going to pass down these these items to your family. But furthermore, there will be some kind of documentary tied to it where people could go back and, and listen to us, watch as we like, oh, that's what my great-granddad was thinking or my dad was <laughs> yeah. thinking. Like, I, totally. I see where he's coming from, right? And yeah. it's not like this idea of like me with this pocket watch. I have no idea. Did my great granddad even wear it? Did he just buy it and store it away? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I really have no idea. I would like to think that he was telling time with it and he had some really cool experiences with it, but that's just a fantasy. But we're in this day and age where we actually document everything, so I think that's pretty cool, man. So I agree, yeah, dude, it's very cool. And the fact that like it's 
I don't know. I might even do that with my channel eventually someday is like just some random stuff, you know, to share. <laughs> hey. Like, it's, hey, no one's guaranteed tomorrow. So like, even if I just yeah. did a short little video talking about, I don't know, some experiences in life, you know, like might be cool for, for other yeah. family and friends. Like, I, I agree. I agree. And I, I think uh, it's cool when channels kind of diversify a little bit. I mean, they still st stick to their core audience and, and topic, right. but somehow tie in life experiences with watches. And this, and yeah. This, you know, um, it, I, I feel like I started doing that with my channel. Dude, when I started out, I was like, okay, I only have X number of watches to do a review on. Like, what am I going to talk about? I think I did like one on my dog. Um, my meteorite rings and it's funny because i still get comments on these videos and people wait, wait, calling me you an still idiot have those videos? Stuff. i need to go check them out oh dude they're all on there still man yeah really i think yeah. i did one where i was like pairing um watches with different like outfits and stuff what the I think, heck i can't remember it was i've done a lot of crazy stuff for content ideas and i feel like then i started getting the core like watch reviews coming in content oh, being sent in and i kind of went off that like um, random path so i might bring it back we'll see i mean you got a bigger audience now and obviously you speak differently and you have so much more knowledge on watches that you could pick up things here and there and reference and, and you know whatever like if you're talking about a dial and like a linen dial and you pick up a linen mm -hmm. shirt and be like you know let's let's compare the differences i, I don't know whatever yeah. <laughs> but yeah uh, it's been fun dude it has been i actually miss like i missed when i would do a video a week um because i had the time to actually do it and now i'm like oh shoot what am i gonna do next okay let me start working on a script and all right this night i'll film some b-roll and this morning i'll do that and sure it's, it's all over the place it, it makes i i feel uh and i can just obviously speak for myself but when i when i kind of pump the brakes on my channel and just kind of get lazy if you will uh and just kind of like scroll instagram and youtube and i'm just kind of like eh, i don't want to do anything i feel so unproductive i'm being honest because i'm i'm so used to being busy all the time being a dad being yeah. a husband being a worker being a content creator like i don't have time to be bored and i feel <laughs> that when i don't do content and yeah i'm hanging out with my son but sometimes he's playing on his tablet or he's talking to his friends playing a video game and then my wife is off reading her book she doesn't want to be talking to me all the time mm -hmm find myself bored and i'm like okay i'm just wasting my life away doing this and yeah maybe i should start a business or something but i'm following my passion which is watches and content create not just watches creating content getting better mm -hmm. at photography getting better videography and then when i see the result it's like it makes me feel good like i accomplished something and then when i get feedback from people it makes me feel good like okay cool i want to be somebody i want to be remembered in this life for something and if that's being creative and a, and a good friend, a good father, whatever, I'm, I'm content with that. It's cool. Maybe Absolutely. Win a Nobel Prize or whatever. I, I get it. But at least I did something positive in this earth, you know? I think that people un get a mis a misunderstanding uh, about what success is, right? Like in your mind yeah. or in someone else's definition, it's, it's all subjective. Like, but you have to be absolutely clear that there's a trade-off you know um a doctor gives up their youth going to school sure. for you know they're getting out in their mid late 20s sometimes or whatever it is and like yeah now they're they're doing this job but like there was a sacrifice it's the same with sure. parents it's the same with with everything man any 
anyone who's super successful, they're probably like getting four hours of sleep or what we would call super yeah. successful. Right. And then they're like having to worry about all this other stuff and they can't stop. And they they're like, oh, what's the name of that one guy? I saw one dude. I was, he's one of those like influence speakers or something. Anyways, in the last like five years, he's, he's like all gray. Like I'm like, bro, the stress is like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not young, but like, I'm just starting to get some gray hair. Like I'm trying to live stress-free as much as possible. And if yeah. someone is like, you're not successful, I'd be like, oh dude, like I got all my hair. Like this is like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm successful in my own right. I don't care. I'm fighting off the grays. I'm good. <laughs> That's so funny, man. But uh, yeah. all right, well, we're coming up on an hour here. So where where right are people find you, man, and go support you? All right. So people can find me on YouTube and Instagram is pretty much all I use. Um, and I forgive me if I don't respond right away, I'll get to it. I promise. But uh, basically David Schwartz Jr. Underscore Jr. I'm sorry at Instagram. Um, and then just do a search David Schwartz watches and you'll find me. There's watches. another David Schwartz. Watches. You got to put watches. Otherwise you get this other clown. Yeah. Um, so weird <laughs> <laughs> but he's probably a really nice guy. I don't know. Whatever. So uh, yeah, follow me. Enjoy the the videos that are out there. You can go check out the really old ones if you want a good chuckle with the the content ideas I was throwing out there. Um, but yeah, I appreciate it, Miguel. Dude, it was good to chat, spend some time with you, talk watches, and start saving for your sub, bro. Just start saving for the sub. I can't. I, I mean, I want to, but it's honestly, it's just I <laughs> make it happen. I, it before before I tell people where they can find me, I don't know if people have this, this <laughs> issue when you have money allocated. And you know you could spend it, and you have an addiction. It's really hard to hold back and say no, 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 no. I need to save for X, and that's what I'm finding myself every night before I go to bed. I'm searching for this. Well, what if what if there's a hidden gem that I don't know about? What if what if that there's that Omega Seamaster 300 <laughs> that I maybe didn't know about? What yeah. about Nomos again? I mean, let me explore Nomos, and it's like. You know what, man, when you start feeling that stuff, send me a text and I'll just respond with a picture of this and be like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not out searching. I'm not at like, you, and then you'll, it'll put you back on your path. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Thanks. To your goal. I'll be like, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Let's put it that way. That's funny, man. All right. <laughs> SoCal Watch Reviews for me. You could find me on Instagram, YouTube, of course, and this podcast. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's been a fun on a journey and getting to know a lot of people and made some really yeah, good man. friends. So if you're out there, you're just starting watch collecting. It's fun. Just be careful. You know, um, don't spend all your money on one piece. And uh, we'll, we'll talk more about homages and, and the coming episodes or on my YouTube channel. I do have an episode that's going to be dedicated towards that because they're, they're good and they're bad depending yep. on how you feel about them, depending if you're trying to flex We'll get it all into that, you know, but uh, sweet, man. Dave has been, it's been fun, man. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And uh, as always, may the shorts be with you till next time. I better see P Ross in here too, man. Right, right. Make it all happen. Right, guys. RIP. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. As always, my friends, stay humble.